Welcome to a very exciting week of the footy with Broad and Kelly and Tom Armstrong. It's a big bloody week of footy and this is the best place for all your footy news because we're experts. This week we talk about a few malakas that have come across our table. We talk about shit on a few things. We talk about the good teams, the bad teams. We have beautiful moustache boy Sam Lingham from Auntie Donna in to talk about what football is. And also, halfway through the recording, I smacked out my good microphone so it only uses my Mac microphone. So I'm really, really sorry about that. But Tom assures me he's going to make it sound passable. If you don't like it, then please give us a five-star rating and tell your mates so we keep getting people to listen. But in the meantime, let's bounce that. (coughs) I ran out of air. Let's bounce that pill. We're only one week into the footy and... There's already been so many left turns, surprises, twists. This is going to be the best year of football. And by the end of it, you and I should make a pact that we're going to get laid. (laughs) Sorry, I just turned into American Pie there. Welcome to the footy with Broden Kelly alongside me uh, on this football journey. In episode five, we're already at the fifth mark, so we're going to celebrate our fifth podcast together. Uh, It's... uh, you know him from Coles Ivanhoe. He's the father of Atlas and the compo- award-winning composer of uh, Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun, uh, available now on Netflix. Please welcome <laughs> Tom Armstrong. Thank and you. put a little clap in for yourself there, I think, yeah, because okay, you deserve it. Oh, no, I'm playing TikTok. Why are you playing TikTok? <laughs> I just unlocked my phone and it was on TikTok. <laughs> How's the algorithm treating you on TikTok? Yeah, really good. It's all like just music production now, which is an, and South Park. Do you know what I've noticed in my TikTok feed is in, at the moment in the United States of America, there is a, uh, what is it, a Senate inquiry into TikTok and whether they're awful. Yep. And my TikTok algorithm is coincidentally lots of people making fun <laughs> of the senators inquiring about them. These senators are so crazy, which is, I think, a conflict of interest Yeah, totally. uh, for the company that requires that you give permission 24 hours for your camera and microphone. Anyway, do we have a TikTok? Uh, no, I could make one. Auntie Donna does. We'll talk about our TikTok and how that started one day in the very dark. Anyway, I don't, we don't need to talk about TikTok and how cool they are right now, but let's just say they're completely above board with no issues. Tom, the bloody footy was so good this weekend. There was a football in every match, wasn't there? There was, several in fact. And you know what was the most exciting thing? Let's just crack into it. Crack into some music, Tom. The best part about this week is Tom went to the footy. Yes, I did. To see and you said you sons. weren't going to go because you were working at Coles. Yeah. And I don't know, did people convince you or did you just feel because you do this podcast now you need to... I said podcast weird then. Do you <laughs> think you had to go because of the podcast or did you like have, a, have, a, have an urge to go and see your beloved Gold Coast sons? I took advantage of a situation is what I would say. You took advantage of someone? No, of a situation, not of someone. Well, I sort of manipulated my boss a little bit. Did you take Um, advantage of the Jersey Shore, uh, uh, one of the guys who's in that show, The Situation? No, no, no. So, um, Do you know what that is? I think that's someone from Jersey Shore. Yeah, he's called The Situation. Do you know why? Paulie? No, why? Because um, he has really good abs. 
and um, his abs are so good, it's a situation. Right. That's pretty cool. I think he went to jail. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like... No, he genuinely, I think he went to jail for something. Anyway, <laughs> well, why, why did you take advantage of your employer? <laughs> Go so on. I'm, so I worked Saturday and I was knocking off at about 5 p.m., which is normally when I knock off. And, so um, for the layman, that is um, 1,700 hours. Yeah, 1,700 hours. And my boss calls me and he's like, we're in strife tonight. We're not going to have enough team to get the load away, which is a really big drama at Coles. I've had that problem about getting my load away. If you know yeah, what I'm absolutely. <laughs> and then inspiration struck me and I said, mate, we can't be rolling load. Do you want me to come in at 6am tomorrow, smash out any leftover load, and then I'll knock off at 2 instead of 5? And are you guys just talking about come when you say load like this no, no, over and over, like, rolling load? A load would be a delivery of pallets of oh, yeah, um, I'll give you things one of them. to put on the shelf, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And um, he said, great idea. Thank you so much for coming in at 6 a.m. on Sunday. And before 9 a.m. on Sunday, you also get paid more. You get $50 an hour. So I fucking manipulated that kind into giving me 60 <laughs> extra bucks. <laughs> And then I knocked off it too and went straight to the fucking footy. 60 bucks, that's enough for a hot dog at Marvel Stadium on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon. And it now is. that you did that, do you regret doing that because you saw Gold Coast get their ass pounded in the last 10 minutes of the game? No, it was a great experience. Um, yeah, look, it's, it wasn't perfect, but it was okay. Did anyone approach you and know you from uh, the footy with Broden Kelly? No, I was very quiet and just sort of kept to myself. I was next to the cheer squad. I had a ticket in the cheer squad, but someone took my seat. What do you mean someone took your seat? So I was like right on the edge of C, right? In 46C. Edge of and coming. Then, <laughs> no, and I got there because I had to finish work at two. I had to fucking fang it, get there really quick, right? Yeah. So I was there Did just for the bounce. I drove. You drove? Can, can, can we make that a thing? Let's make that, yeah. like, can we start a database for people on the podcast where yeah. if you have to drive to the footy at Marvel or the MCG or, fuck it, Optus Stadium, Adelaide Oval, yeah. Gabba, uh, Manuka, <laughs> Manuka's <laughs> Oval, where do you park? If you, What's the best place to park around these grounds? So, so And we'll start a secret database, right? A secret database. So, I found so where did you I- park? Uh, a Wilson's on Gresham, that was $25 flat rate. Now, 25 oh. is a bit fucking steep, but for me, I got my ticket for free. Well, not for free, but free with my membership. All That's the not even were- 25 bucks. It's not even half of your extra little, uh, you know, for manipulating the loads. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, and it was 25 bucks, and it was fucking a million parks on Gresham Street, and then I just wandered down. It was quite nice. You didn't train it? No, so there was buses replacing trains and there was no city loop. And I just thought between the bus fuck around the city loop, it's gonna, I'm going to miss the bench. I'm, I'm 34, right? Yeah. In Melbourne. I don't think I've ever been on a train on a Saturday without having to get on a fucking bus. I <laughs> know. What is that like about? That, doesn't it? I feel like just it's just ancient work. infrastructure, right? Stop, <laughs> stop it. Stop it. I, no one likes the bus. No, just stop doing it. shit to the trains. And it just takes longer. It's just a fact, right? It just takes ages. Yeah, and it's, they give you headaches and yep. you're closer to mental people. And that's you're right. Close- and you, you, have, you get quite bad um, travel sickness, don't I you, fucking, on buses? Yeah, I do. I fucking hate a bus, man. Yeah, that's no good. Uh, I, if, we, if there's a bus replacement, I'll just like uh, walk home or avoid, just get, on, get an Uber or something. Hate them. But how would you rate? So tell me about your Marvel experience. Your first, was that your first footy experience for the year? Yes, first of the year. So um, a very long walk in the end um, to get to Gate 7 and lots of Essendon fans. 
But yeah, so I get to my seat and someone's sitting in there and it's on the edge of C right in the cheer squad. Did you bash him? I said to the person sitting there, I said, hey, are you sitting in, in C46? I think that's where I'm sitting. And he looked at me in the eye and, I, and said nothing. And I said, I think, I think you're sitting in my seat. And he looked at me and he said nothing. So I was really? like, I'll just sit. Yeah, so I was like, okay, I'll just sit over here then. And I sat on the other side. He just and then, stared at you. Yeah, he just like literally said nothing. I couldn't believe it. I was like, okay, it's a Gold Coast cheer squad person, whatever. Like, it's fine. Um, I don't mind sitting across. But then the lady sitting next to me was like, oh, I, I've reserved this seat. You can't sit here. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, and that's then, what... <laughs> And it was very frustrating. And then I was like to her, oh, I was supposed to sit over here, but, um, you know, someone's sitting in my seat. And she said, oh, well, my Uncle Paul or whatever might not be coming, so stay here for now and, and I'll let you know. Did Uncle Paul come? No, it didn't. So I sat there the whole time and made friends with this nice, like, 60-year-old Essendon fan. Yeah, that's nice. Um, was nice. Well, whoever sat in his seat, if we can find the person who sat in Marvel Stadium behind the goals, C46, C46 L25. You are banned from this podcast. <laughs> you hear me? You're not welcome on here. You were... Until you did that. Um, well, I'm really sorry about that. But apart from you had a hot dog? You had a hot dog? Was I good. had a hot dog and I had a chicken and chips as well. 20 bucks altogether. Chicken? Oh, like a chicken strips, yeah. Yeah, chicken strips, yeah. Not like a quarter chicken. That yeah. would be really good. That would be really controversial. There would just be a lot of chicken bones around at the ground. They couldn't be doing that. Yeah. And it was interesting. It was very interesting. Like there was quite a lot of Gold Coast people there and they had like a lot of chance ready to go, which I hadn't experienced before. I don't know if every cheer squad has that like in place where they have different chants to go to. Yeah, they have chants. Yeah, so like for instance, if we were ahead for quite a lot of the first half and as soon as uh, Essendon would kick a goal but they were behind, immediately our our cheer squad would be like, scoreboard, scoreboard, scoreboard. I've never experienced this this before. Because I went with you one time and there was a man with dyed blue hair smashing a a drum and then – and it was really, really loud and obnoxious. Yeah, and, so um, he had a giant flag this time that he kept almost poking me in. Like did a he have giant his drum? Flag. No, he gave the drum to someone else. And he had this <laughs> giant flag, right? And then they were, he, they were being very lippy, the Gold Coast cheer squad. So then some of the Essendon supporters started being a bit lippy, right? Mm. And this, this Essendon person behind me yelled at the flag man. He said... Put the flag down. I can't see the goals. Who'd you barrack for before Gold Coast? And he turned around and said, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and then security came and tried to kick him out. For saying fuck off. <laughs> yeah, like four of them came because the Essendon person was like, there's kids here, mate. You can't be saying that. It was just so funny. It was a whole situation. I was like, is this what it's like to be a cheer squad nuffy? Like I hadn't experienced this before. Yeah. <laughs> I remember last time he said, he yeah, he's smashing this drum and he was really loud. Security came up and said, please stop smashing that drum. <laughs> and then... It's in the broadcast. And then he was like, I have documentation from the AFL. And then he showed them the letter and like, oh, okay, bye. And he kept smashing the drum. Shout out to the drum guy. We should 100%. have him on. They're all legends. I, 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 there was a really great energy there. It was really interesting. Um, I just had never experienced that at the footy before because usually I'm on the wing or there's no one in the cheer squad. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should make this podcast an official Gold Coast Suns podcast. Yeah, I think because, so. <laughs> anyway, all right, let's get into the news. There were so many exciting games this week. I mm. thought let's get into the most important things to mention from this week's Weekend of Footy, Player Steve. 
Number one thing, the most important thing from this weekend, seven AFL Twitter. Whoever is running that is now trying to be funny. <laughs> Point out a few things that happened over the weekend. Yes, the person who is now running the seven AFL Twitter is not just reporting on very important news. No, they are doing funny things. Uh, so a few things that I noticed is um, Jack uh, Steele. The mm-hmm. first tweet I'll show is Jack Steele played a quarter of AFL football with this break. Yeah. Uh, and then a shocked emoji. <laughs> so he put a cool little shocked emoji in there. He or she or they put a little shocked emoji in there. So a bit of personality in the 7 AFL, which has been, you know, greatly missing. The next one was hoping Brandon Zerk Thatcher's injury isn't serious and a shot of him with crutches and then a prayer room. <laughs> Uh, So this is really good young person stuff from uh, 7AFL. Yeah. And then another one, Caldwell thought play had stopped, shocked face. So the uh, someone, a tackle happened, it wasn't paid holding the ball, everyone was, you know, shocked and then uh, they played on shocked face for that one. And then obviously one of the, you know, over the weekend at the Gabba, the game was pretty much over and then the lights went out. 7AFL guy has very quickly gone and got The Undertaker from WWE's theme music and obviously when he enters, lights go out and then the ding happens and has made a very funny meme Mm -hmm. that uh, Kerry Stokes' Channel 7 has shared on their Twitter account. (laughs) So just a shout-out to whoever is doing the funny tweets for the 7AFL. You are doing a great job, which brings me to my next point. Saturday night, Melbourne, Brisbane, the lights went out at the game. Yep. Do I have to, what I just I thought we should talk about it because you know it's a thing that happened. Yeah, and I thought it was just quite funny and amusing, but people are getting very serious about it, like Chris Fagan. What do you say? Serious. Oh yeah, but, he was upset because we came out and stretched. Yeah. But you know, it's and it's, he's just upset because they were up by nine hundred <laughs> points and then we came out and stretched and they stayed in their room and didn't do any warm ups, which they were told not to do. Yeah. And then we kicked, came out and got and got back to within two goals. So it clearly it clearly almost cost Brisbane a game they should have won. Yes. And he and was I- sooky about it. Yeah, he was very upset. He was. There's been a lot of chatter from your David Kings about if Brisbane missed the top four by percentage, we're going to come back and revisit this Gabba light thing. Well, they can suck a fuck. But do you think – I don't think there's any good examples of Vic Bias. No. Do you think this was Vic Bias? I thought there was um, huge Vic Vic Bias at the Essendon Gold Coast game, to be honest, but maybe that's my bias. It was just a few calls that were – but I just thought we were a bit rubbish, but maybe that's maybe that's the fan in me. But I think Vic Bias is out of control if that if a game in Queensland mm. can be so compromised by some Victorian AFL official getting yep. into the electrics room and pulling <laughs> something and allowing Melbourne to get back into the game, then that's a big issue. So I'm calling out the Vic Bias. Yeah. Um, do you think? Do you think? Did we find out what was wrong with it? Because it was on fire at some point, wasn't it? One of the lights. I think someone's dick exploded in it. Yeah, and it right. Hit the, and um, that's what I'd seen. Um, <laughs> I, I can't remember where I saw that, but I think someone's dick exploded into a, into the machine or something like that. Yeah, right. Um, they put their they put their penis into a um, high voltage into a socket or something. Or yeah, that's what I read. <laughs> yeah. So you can take that as gospel. Yeah. The other very interesting point of the weekend is uh, North Melbourne are the best team in the AFL now. So yeah. that's really good. And they 
just held on at Optus Stadium in Western Australia, which is uh, the city, the capital is Perth, mm-hmm. and that's where the game took place, Fremantle v North Melbourne. There were seconds left. Mm. North Melbourne attempted to clear the ball. They're up by one behind. They tr- attempt to clear the ball out of Frio's 50. They kick it to the boundary, very clearly a deliberate. Mm-hmm. The umpire's going to call a deliberate, do the big yep. old scooping gesture, mm-hmm. and the siren goes, they call the game, no free kick, North win by a point. And to my surprise at least, because us Victorians are a bit more in control, a bit more classy, the Perth people were very, very disrespectful about that decision. In fact, they were booing. Well, they, actually- they were booing. And we don't boo in, in Victoria. Colling- Collingwood fans will tell you that. They don't <laughs> boo. They're, uh, they're above that. Um, and they were very upset. They said we should have got a free kick. It would have been a reasonable thing to suggest that we may have even kicked a goal and at the very least we may have kicked a behind to draw the game and beat North Melbourne and at least draw with North Melbourne. But no, the umpire said the siren went and it wasn't a free kick. Mm. The media, the AFL officials came out the next day and said that is actually the case. The siren went before the ball went out of bounds. Yeah, sure. But these hot moments, mm. these hot sexy moments are what make footy great. So bad luck for Frio. I think they'll figure out their season eventually, but that was another hot moment. Did you have a hot take on that? Uh, no, I, I think uh, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll no, work it no, out. No, Tom, you've got to have an you've got to have an opposing oh, that's opinion. Right. Um, uh, so you said Fremantle are going to be fine. No, I said uh, it was the right decision. Let's go with that. Oh, the right, right decision. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right, right. It was good that the AFL umpires and the and the officials came out and said we back our umpires. There, I thought that was good. Well, I think it's the wrong decision. Yes. I think. That the player kicked it, and that's when it should have been called a free before it went out of bounds. So it should have See, been that's, paid. This is legitimately. This is all of Sen tomorrow. I predict. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying just his his intention? It should have been a free kick from the deliberate. Yeah, from, from when he kicked intent- it. The deliberation. From when he kicked it. Yes, correct. You're now, an people asshole. Were, people actually talk about this all day, won't they? <laughs> yeah. Their decision was to try and kick it out. No, but Tom, if the ball hasn't gone out, it's not out of bounds. Correct, but the intent to kick it out deliberately. But at the end of the game, Tom, the ball wasn't out of bounds. Well, we had time on the clock from the whistle, so it should have been called as soon as he kicked it, and it was going to go out of bounds. Should have been what whistle? The umpire has a whistle. (laughs) Yeah. But the siren went before the ball went out of bounds. So what I'm saying is, we changed the rule. So we add time on from when they kicked it. That used to be the case, actually. Like, um, oh, did it? Like, the siren would keep going if the ball was, you know, if it was a free kick in front of goal mm. and the siren went, the siren would just keep going. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And it really raised the tension, that siren thing. That's, a not, that's very, like, EPL kind of vibe, or, like, the ball... The umpire kind of calls it, so he says, like, in their ear it would say, hey, the siren's going to go, you can call when the game's over. Yeah, right. Which is fucking madness. That is crazy because I'm tampering in that. I think it's one of those things, Brayden, where I'm just at that age and I've got a lot of things going on on in my life and I've got a child and working a lot and just couldn't give a fuck about getting fired (laughs) up about, you know, this sort of thing, you know? Okay, fine. (laughs) You know, I have to to pretend to get fired up about it, you know? No, that's fair. Um, (laughs) A little correction I needed to point out is... um, uh, 
I said last week that the Dacos brothers put ashes in the centre of the yeah. square. And you got smashed for this, mate. I got, I got, I got. It was just strange, right? I got some feedbacks from some very level-headed Collingwood supporters, <laughs> and it was. I, I knew I was out of line because Collingwood fans are so rational and reasonable and nice and balanced and uh, cool and attractive. So I knew that I was in the wrong. They were actually putting rose petals from yes. the funeral, which is very, you know. Very a very lovely thought. Uh, it, the reason I thought it was ashes. I used to work at the MCG. I don't know if I've mentioned it yet, mm. but we there was multiple occasions where, like, there was one time when they used to let you go on the ground after the game. Mm. This woman whose husband's wishes was to be buried on the MCG. She asked, like, or like to, for his ashes to be spread on the MCG. She asked multiple times to let her do that, and they're like, "No, <laughs> don't put dead people on the ground, please." <laughs> and she went, all right. And then one after these, like, you know, kick to kick after the siren thing, she ran out there and just fucking threw him everywhere. <laughs> um, so there's that ha- it, it happens. It happens. But it's, you know, if it's good enough for Ed Sheeran, it's good enough for Larry. Yeah. <laughs> so I retract to my statement about the ashes. I uh, add that it was petals. Yeah. Tom. Give me your Malakas of the Week and do a Malaka of the Week's thing. You're, you know, you were doing the Malaka thing. Yeah, I got Greek music ready to go. Great. All right. Welcome to Malaka of the Week. A uh, bit bit hard to find for this week. There wasn't a f- four huge standouts. Um, so we're going to go for the Lights at the Gabba. We've already Malaka discussed of the week. it. Malaka of the Week, Lights at the Gabba. You know, we can't be having games played in the dark, Broden. I disagree. I think it brings a bit of fun. Why do all games have to go perfectly? Why can't we have a few games where the lights go out or, um, you know, the lights go out yeah. or something crazy? I don't know. Maybe the lights go out. The second nomination from Luck Can I just point out before you yeah, jump please. ahead, sorry. Yeah, go, go. The Brisbane, the, the Olympic Committee, the National, what is it, the International Olympic Committee... Mm-hmm. Deemed that 2030, the Brisbane city of Brisbane and Gold Coast would be hosting the biggest sporting event in the world, where yeah. the world stops and says, "Hey, we have our differences, but we can play a bit of javelin." <laughs> um, I'm going to go. And this is. Can you get put the hot sting on? Fire! Sure. The IOC are the dumbest cunts in the world if they think that Brisbane can put on an international event. <laughs> they can't even fucking have the lights work. There was the problem was the NRL had a really big game on the other side of town. Yeah, and they went, "Oh no, we can't have two things on at once." <laughs> so uh, they're gonna have so to build a nuclear power station to power. They the need to figure out their shit, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Come on, Brisbane, fire up, mate. Jesus Christ! All right, your second malacca of the week. Yeah, great. So we just touched on it, but Marvel Stadium, mate, like. It's so weird. We wa- I walked in there and it was like, it's pitch black in there. And at first you're like, it's sort of cool because it's like a cinema. Yeah. But then it's not. It's like they're trying to make it feel like a nighttime and then there's blinders. So when you watch the football, <laughs> you look into the blinders yeah. and your, your eyes hurt. And those po- those poles, I think I saw it on the, the AFL subreddit once or somewhere. Those big um, beams that come down from the top of the stadium legitimately have not been cleaned since they... Opened the fucking place in yeah. 2000. It, like someone, I think the post was, someone needs to get up there and just run a, a, a damp cloth across the top of these <laughs> dusty, disgusting poles. It's the most under, uh, under looked after. What's the word? It's not been looked after. It's awful. It's been un. It's it, they put some screens in, 
Like, it should be... A, the AFL owner it should be this massive asset that we should be the pride. Like, should be equally a point of pride for Melbourne alongside the MCG. I have theories on how we can... We can optimise the Marvel Stadium. Do you As want to hear I, them? Because we talked about them yeah. last week. I have one great idea as well, just to flag. So you, you, let's hear yours. Okay, so my my main thing is philosophical. The MCG is where football began. It yep. is the birthplace. It is the it, the nucleus. It, it is the centre. People get up in arms whenever we change traditions. We play music too loud. We move grand finals. Make AFL at the MCG the tradition. That's where you go. It is what it's always been like. 100,000 people screaming. That is the energy. That is tradition. On the other side of Melbourne, the home of football, there is the opposite. There is a state-of-the-art super show that's closer to the NBA or American sports. They utilise lights to the to the optimum. Mm. Screens everywhere. Projection. Use the like if you've ever seen how an NBA game starts, it's oh, so phenomenal. thrilling, so interesting. Make the MCG where you go for history and tradition, and make the MCG where you go for a show where you like it's Friday night. There's two teams who I don't even like, but I'm gonna go because it's a night out at the football. Fire, and like, yeah. And then the second thing I would do is if there's 20,000 people there, which they do already, but put all of the people there in front of the camera so it doesn't look empty and depressing. There is nothing in the world, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners will have experienced this, but going to like a day game on the weekend at Marvel Stadium and you look around, there's like there's like a hundred other people here. This is so mm. depressing. Yeah. Eating shitty chicken strips, mm. dry, cold chi- It's It's... Tr- and then to go to Southern Cross, it's so depressing. So there might just... Just philosophically shift to this is a super show and just do your best to try and do it. Try and get rid of all tradition and make it as state-of-the-art as possible. What's mm. your idea, Tom? More McCafes. <laughs> just like fucking yeah. heaps of McCafes. Are you talking like when that time we, when that time we went to the Motor Centre in Portland? Yes. Where Tom and I went and saw the New York Knicks and Portland Trailblazers in Portland. We were on tour for Arnie Donner and there was a night... Uh, in Portland where, you know, we were like, there's an NBA game on, let's go see it. And it's not... If you go and see a game at, in, at uh, Crypto Arena in in Los Angeles, a crappy seat is like 200 American dollars. Mm. But when you're in a non-traditional tourist place where no one goes, you can get really good seats for like 50 American dollars mm. and have the best time. And when we were there, there's like franchises in there. Like you, mm. people buy outlets and put on stalls and have really good pizza and hot dogs and all other stuff. They could, pri- like, pri- what you're saying with your McCafe is kind mm. of true. Make it a place that's genuinely awesome and exciting to go and eat food. Yeah, because doesn't the G have gummy chicken and royal stacks? Yeah, because they're owned by the same, um, they're owned by the same catering company. They're called yeah, Delaware right. North. Yeah. And they just do deals with brands and they right. go, oh yeah, we'll, we'll do royal stacks and we'll get some frozen chicken and deep fried and call it gammy. Yeah, well, let's not have two McCafes. Let's have 20 and make sure I can get my ice caramel latte when I before the bounce. Well, just go full Bogan as well, all right? So what do Bogans love? Nando's and Subway. Put Nando's yes. and Subway and McCafe I mean, everywhere. Just I would double, love that. <laughs> yeah. And, like, they got rid of Red Roosters at the MCG. Just go and change the brand up. I know that's a nightmare for logistics and shit, but go hard on that. Yeah, I love that. 
you know what else is really cool at some stadiums? The hotels in the roof. Oh, Adelaide Oval. I heard Kane Corns talking about this. Adelaide Oval has a hotel in it. You got hotels in it. And you can look at. You can look at. And there's there's other places around the world where you can get hotels that look out onto stadiums, which is yeah. fucking sick, man. Yeah, I, I went to an awesome Richmond um, Richmond uh, game with Max for a semi final like three or four years ago, I think, and they mm-hmm. had the roof open. And you could see the skid- cityscape. I was there with you, man. You what were about there. me? Were you were there? Or was, was it you with and you? Matt, you, me and Max? And we said it was Hong Kong-esque. I, it reminded me of Hong Kong. And I thought, let's embrace that. How cool is that? Like, Why didn't you remember I was there with you? Um, because I've been to two games at Marvel with Max. And one was just him and one was with you. So I thought it was the other time. <laughs> I've, I've, I was there. What game it was, was during it? COVID. It was during COVID. And Richmond had a home game there. And Richmond, who at the time were like... They'd won nine premierships in a row or whatever. They were like, we'd, it was the game where Dimmer Hardwick said, mate, I hate coming here. We hate yeah, coming that's here. Right, yeah. And so like 440 people showed up and you beat them. Yeah, and I reckon open up the roof. That was the other thing, yeah, because it's just dark and dingy with the roof closed. Yeah, I don't they, get they it. built it the wrong way, so the sun is directly in your eyes when you're looking one direction, which is another great ah. thing about the people who designed the stupid stadium. There's talks that they're just going to knock it down and start again, I've heard as well, which would, would be interesting. That would cost a dollars, wouldn't it? Yeah, and it's probably not worth it. Mm. I think just do a do up and make it less depressing. Mm. All right, any other malakas of the week? Yeah, we got we got four. As is the way. Jesus, well, let's power through them then. Yeah, right. So last week we had head high bumps. This week we got sling tackles. We can't be having it in our game, guys. We're getting concussions. Can't be having it. Okay, I uh, think I agree with that. Yeah, great. But you know, it's an accident. But, you know, do your best not to do it. Well, see, David King thinks that when you pin the arms, you've got a duty of care, Braden. So as soon as you pin the arms, the tackler has a duty David of care. we get David King on here? I want to get David King on, and we just like he just does pure stats, and I'm like, oh, sorry, David, I accidentally pooed my pants <laughs> <laughs> while he's talking. I love David King on First Crack because he has his little computer. <laughs> Can I try and do my David King impersonation? Yeah, do it. Pies had 15 inside 50s. They're the only ones doing that. That's my David King. Absolutely. All right, so last um, nomination for Marker of the Week, then you have to choose, Braden. Mm. So last week I gave away some prizes, Braden. Yeah. Do you remember? No. Well, we gave away four prizes to four great emails. And there was one for, for the Richmond Tigers pen. And I said, hey, Liam, was it Liam? Yeah, I I I saw this in the Footy with Broden Kelly subreddit. Yeah, so Liam said, I've written, I, I, I said, Liam's written a great email. It's really long. I'm not going to read it out, but it's fucking awesome. Liam, you get the pen. Turns out Liam's a fucking dog cheater, mate. Why? He used chat GPT to write that delicious, perfect, beautiful email. What the fuck, man? Liam, you're a fucking malacca, mate. How'd you know that? He emailed and said sorry. So... It's all, you know, thank you, Liam. I appreciate that. It's, I'm going to send you the pen anyway. You abuse the privilege, Liam. <laughs> it's all in you, fun, but you are a malacca, mate. Yo, you're a malacca. It's going to be hard to not top that. that he's going to be malacca of the week. I think it's so. Him or, it's him or um, brain damage for football players from pinned, <laughs> from pinned arms. 
Because I saw someone else in America was like, I really wanted that pen. Because you've made me remind, you've reminded me that we have a subreddit now with 10 people yes, in it. Yes, and I'm one of them. Are you one of them? I, I don't think I follow it, but Georgia yeah, right. Mappenow GM, she's, she's in there and she yeah, doesn't right. like football. So, so shout out to all... Me and Georgia. And they, everyone comments. It's just really nice compared to the 30,000 in the um, Auntie Donna subreddit. <laughs> Thank you to all the... Uh, I like our subreddit better now, the footy with Brody Kelly. Yeah. Who um, talked about this. So are you going to give him the pen? Are you going to give Liam the pen? I'm going to send Liam the pen, but I thought it would be funny to come on and just fucking can the cunt. Yeah, you, know? you get. You bet you get the pen, you like a dog. You, you, know, you, you did wrong, though, Liam. Can I, you did can wrong. I add a... Can I add a wild card, Malacca? Is that okay with me? I'm, yeah, I'm totally. Australian. I'm, 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 you know, Irish heritage. I'm not, I'm not Greek in any way, unlike you, Tom. <laughs> but can I add one? Yeah, please. And this is, uh, I reference, I, I hop on the subreddit, the AFL subreddit, to just get a look at what's grinding the gears of AFL fans. Mm. And um, I thought it was fair. The the KO platform deserves to be a Malacca of the week. Yeah. It's the only way that anyone under 40 can watch sport. Yeah. Um, all the games in the week, unless you have Foxtel in your room. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, like, uh, you uh, you fucked your head. Yeah. Um, th- th- it regularly, the servers they obviously use for it are not good enough. No. The, the, pro- the platform regularly goes down. Yeah. It's hard to navigate. Yes. It's filled with weird... Ad breaks where nothing's happening. Yep. It's a shocking, shitty platform. And uh, just shout out to the News Corp Empire for that. And you wouldn't know this, Braden, because you use my account, but they've put up the fucking price like five times in the last year. Like, legitimately. Yeah, it's that's $30 true. a month now. It's cost more than my rent to have fucking KO, mate. It costs more than your rent. It costs like $350 a year to have KO, mate. $360 a year to have KO. Yeah, we, what we do is I pay for MBA and Tom pays for KO. Yeah, which is a great deal. But still, $360 to watch the How footy. many logins can you have on a KO? I'm not sure. We've just got me and you at the moment. And it doesn't reward people who don't have friends because they're like, oh, yeah, you can split with your mates. But, no. you know, not everyone has friends. No. I mean, we're your friends if you don't have friends. Yeah, maybe we'll on the subreddit we could start a little KO <laughs> sharing deal <laughs> where people can share their KO logins. That's a bad idea. That could go south very quickly. <laughs> we'll go to jail or something. <laughs> yeah, forget about that. <laughs> I don't know how powerful the Murdoch Empire is. I'm sure they'll let it slide. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, that's okay. okay. I, I think you've got to give Liam the Malacca of the Week because I think you wear it as a badge of pride. Yeah, great. All right, Liam, you are the Malacca of the Week. Now let's run through the footy very quickly. Play some footy walking through music. Yeah, I love it. First game of the weekend, Carlton versus Geelong. Very interesting game. At the end of it, Carlton took home the cherries. Mm-hmm. Why did I say cherries? Take home the chockies, 13-12-90 to Geelong's 12-10-82. Charlie Curnow, five goals. Holy hell. Cameron had six goals. What? That's sick, man. Yeah, no, he was unbelievable. Charlie Kern, Osad, Akers, uh, the best for Carlton alongside Cameron Smith, Guthrie. Geelong will figure this out eventually, but it's it's pretty full on and good on Carlton for playing so well at the start of the year. Any thoughts on that one? Uh, I, w- I would just like to say, are you purposely avoiding the fact that I'm the best at tipping and you're the worst? or <laughs> what, 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 what am I? Let's very quickly look at that. Because <laughs> I think what, no, you're eighth. Are you genuinely I'm, eighth? I'm eighth in the tipping because I tip Carlton um, and St Kilda and a bunch of other wild cards. 
and you are <laughs> the worst. We have we have in our in our tipping in the Footy with Rowan Kelly tipping there is 497 contestants. By the way, people are still joining. Which and is like great. we're like we're two weeks in though. So, but how is it possible? <laughs> how is it possible? That people are joining today and start tipping today, <laughs> and I'm out of 497, I'm 481st. <laughs> How is that possible? Oh my lord! I'm doing so badly. So I'm ninth, in our, ninth in our tipping, and in Supercoach, I'm one thousandth out of 150,000. So Triple M have been calling. They're like, Tommy, we want you on for best stats guy. You're one thousandth out of 150,000. Yes, in Supercoach, because I'm best stats and, and knowledge person. And ninth in our, in our tipping. <laughs> That's incredible, man. Yeah, no, I'm really proud of it, and I'm going to be really upset when I, when I slip down. Do you think this podcast is going to help? Because it like forces you to think about footy a little bit more. That that's why it, it's no doubt helped me with tipping a lot. Like just taking the time to talk through, think about it for a second, do your tip, you know. And that, and my book is in the office if you want to use it. The uh, the data book. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I'm doing fine about it. To be honest, maybe that's your problem. You left it here. The best game of the week, in my opinion, Friday night game, the Brisbane Lions, formerly the Fitzroy Lions and the Brisbane Bears, took on the Melbourne Demons, yeah. uh, formerly the Melbourne Fuchsias. And uh, the score doesn't reflect, as we've already explained, uh, the absolute splacking, shellacking, yeah. ass smacking that Brisbane handed Melbourne. Brisbane 14 993 to Melbourne's 13 482. Danaher, four goals. You know, it's a bad mm. day when Danaher is pantsing you. Zorko, yeah. two. Uh, ben Brown has had a really good start to the season, four goals. Bailey Fritch back in with three goals. That's really exciting. Uh, we just got our ass handed to it, and it was very, very upsetting. And I'm genuinely quite worried about Melbourne. I'm, I, I, uh, I'm going to reserve. If we keep getting shit, I will just go full nuff. But yeah. I'm just going to say that was a bad game. We have some good players coming back next week. Brisbane look really sick. They hate our guts and good on them. Uh, they just yeah. need to get some uh, generators, and they'll be great. Yeah, I think Melbourne will be okay. I think it's a really good opportunity for, for Grundy to show how important that signing was and how oh, of course. great that's going to be. My one criticism of that game was they didn't show Gorn upset more. I think they should show Max <laughs> Gorn sad. You fucking assholes! The loveliest man in the world. Just fucking, yeah. They're, yeah, they're nice. just jacking off at the editing. So, go, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, look great at him. He's so oh, sad. Yeah. He's yeah. got ice on his knee. All right. <laughs> And that was an awful game. The next game, Collingwood looking mm-hmm. pretty good. And I'm so happy about that. 21 goals, 9 behinds, 135 points to Port Adelaide's 9-10-64. Wow. They look so impressive. Yeah. And it's genuinely scary. No one is looking better than them. I know it's round two. I know these usually aren't uh, good reflections of how good teams end up. 23 rounds from now or in the middle of the finals. But holy hell, if I was a Collingwood fan, I would feel pretty good about myself. And I would be booing players for no (laughs) apparent reason and then making up bullshit excuses on Twitter threads because I'm so happy about my team. (laughs) Good on you. Maya checked three goals. McCreary, what a gun. McCreary has two goals. Mm -hmm. They have a list of goal kickers longer than my uh, shopping list. Whatever. Mm. Scrot. Longer than my scrot. Great. Charlie Dixon, three goals. He's looking great still. Uh, but far out, Collingwood looks sick. Any thoughts on Collingwood? Uh, not on Collingwood, but I thought Port Adelaide was very close to getting a Malacca of the Week nomination. Because you can't just be playing well in that home of Farmers Union. You've got to take it on the road. It was like two different 
teams almost. It was crazy. I just so think- just for the people listening, Tom put his hands up in the air like two scales weighing. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's, you know, just be aware It's almost like, what, what's that saying? Flat track bullies or something? It's almost yeah, like, they are. you that, know, they're a different team at home, you know? It's that, you know, it's that time of year when everyone's like, but they beat them and then they beat them, but they <laughs> beat them. That's that part of the year before it settles. It's also worth mentioning, we talked about the big four powerhouse teams in Melbourne, Essendon, Richmond, Collingwood, Carlton. They're all in the top fucking eight at the moment. Yeah. Very and unfortunately, time. that's very good for footy because it means big numbers to games and stuff. But, uh, yeah. Next game, Adelaide-Richmond. Adelaide gave Richmond the scare of their life with about 10 minutes left in that game. Adelaide yeah. ended up with 10-16. They missed in front of goals. They could have won that game legitimately. 10-16, mm-hmm. 76 to Richmond, 17-6, 108. They ran away with the end. Fogarty, three goals. He looks sick. Ryan, three goals. Lynch, three goals. Rewalt, two. Um, but they just ran away with it at the end. And real depressing for Adelaide, but go Tigers. Yeah, the only thing I'd like to say is, and I bookmark this, put it on note, I think Rankin and Rochelle could be like the new Buddy and Roughhead in time. Rochelle's name re- reads like Rochelle. Yeah, it does. Rachel. I think those two are proper ticket Rochelle. sellers, draw cards, like, and Rankin as well. Rankin and Rochelle. Oh, yeah. Was he good? They were both fucking just like they're not there yet. They're still super young, but those two, you can see the potential for them to be like but the best two players in the competition. You know, the consistency mark on Rankin is what it's all about, isn't? It? Can he be good every week? Because he wasn't good every week at uh, Gold Coast. No, he was proper went missing. But I, I think uh, in a better, in a different environment, better structure, all that sort of stuff. And Rochelle was just fucking awesome as well. It's, it's crazy. It's awesome. And boys, everyone thought Hopper died, but then he was fine. Yeah, I texted the group chat and said, I think Hopper's dead because his leg literally twisted Ugh. underneath his body and it looked like it looked like snapped to me. And then he came back on and started running and I, I just was losing my mind. I thought, I thought he'd broken his leg or something. Good on you, Hopper. Uh, next game, the most confusing game ever, the Western Bulldogs, 5-11-41, St Kilda, 14 goals, 8. So the two return coaches in Alistair Clarkson and Ross Lyon uh, and not including Brad Scott. Brad Scott as well. Just belted... St Kilda just belted the living shit out of the Western Bulldogs. Yeah, 100%. And I tipped Explain it, that to me. Explain this to me. How did this happen? So I think when I, we were giving the tips for the week, I felt like doggies hadn't quite got there yet and the Saints were really impressive under a new coach and a new system. And I think yeah. there's not much more in it than that, to be Is honest. there a period where... You know, when a new coach comes in, they try something brand new and opposition coaches don't get a chance to uh, prepare for it. A hundred percent. Like, I, I think, like, that, that's what they were saying about Melbourne last year, you know? Like, Melbourne were found out after winning the flag, yeah. you know? And I, I think it could happen. It could have happened Sam, here as well. I remember Sam Mitchell last year in his first few weeks of coaching, they said it about um, Collingwood as well with 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 uh, McRae. And, but mm. they said it about Hawthorne as well. It's like, Hawthorne with a new coach, they looked awesome. And then all of a sudden, everyone went, oh, well, you just... Stop the run. <laughs> they yeah. couldn't. They yeah. couldn't win. Um, but still, what the hell, Bulldogs? Rough. I hope they uh, figure out their year. They've still. They've got a lot of weird pieces that should be awesome, but they just need to figure out like their nineteen uh, players over two hundred centimeters in there. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, David King thinks that they lost a few pieces in the midfield and thought they'd be fine, but they're not. Yeah. How did How did David King become the measuring stick? He like I don't miss. Anything David King says, I, <laughs> I, 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 pre- I think he's so good, and I value everything that that random man has to say. I think he's so cool, yeah. and Montagna's not far behind him either. Yeah, 
It's funny, I've, I've given David King's opinion more on this podcast than I have my own. <laughs> yeah, you know, this show is just David King said. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll uh, they're both available in. to watch on uh, KO. <laughs> Next game, Fremantle, North Melbourne. We've talked about this a little bit. Good on North. I'm so happy for North fans because yeah. I know what it feels like to go for a shit team. Uh, Tom doesn't. Yeah. And um, <laughs> they just deserve it. Good stuff. I'm really proud of them. I don't have anything to say about that. Frio, um, what the fuck, man? That's a worry. Yeah, that's a real worry. I think hey, what were Luke Jackson's out. numbers in this game? Um, I didn't notice anything about Luke Jackson in the game. See if so. I very quickly get it up. Yeah, maybe a little Here's bit Here's what quiet. I say to my wife. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Fremantle. What are they, the Dockers? Yeah. It's an ode to uh, the uh, the people who docked ships in Fremantle. <laughs> yeah. Luke Jackson, 17 hitouts, 10 disposals, 4 kicks, no goals, no 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 behinds. So, 900k, you're not great yet. I hope he finds his feet. I, I think, he, I think he, he will. He was phenomenal at Melbourne, he, right? He told my dad at a Coles in Kew. And he got, my dad got a photo with him and uh, Toby Bedford, who both left. Yeah. And um, he, dad, my dad said to him, are you leaving, mate? And he said, nah, I'm staying. He lied to Wayne Kelly. He looked Wayne Kelly in the, lie, in the eye and lied. Through your um, sadness, you've forgotten the funniest thing about this was that Wayne took the photo upside down. Oh, yeah, he sent me a photo upside down and said he's staying. <laughs> no, upside down. Luke Jackson and Broden's dad just upside down. He Most said boomer he's staying. shit ever. <laughs> Shout out Wayne Kelly. Uh, the next game was that classic game, <laughs> Sydney 17-6, cut the throat and... And had sex with the corpse of Hawthorne. <laughs> Four goals, thirteen. Yeah. What do What do you say? That's the there's nothing game to say. Sydney are going to be sick. Hawthorne are going to be bad for a long time. Simple as that. Essendon Gold pick. Coast. What's your What's your one paragraph uh, appraisal of Essendon Gold Coast? Yeah. So I, I've got a couple of things to say. If you will indulge me, and it is an indulgence. Absolutely. I'll just say up. sixteen, twelve, one hundred eight to Gold Coast, fourteen, eleven, eighty. Langford five goals, Shield two goals, Casbolt. Casbolt's a big, strong man. He is. He looked like he could crush your skull with one of his hands. He is the biggest he person I've butt. ever seen. He couldn't, but I could. He's got he these ginormous fucking hands that you can see from a hundred meters away. Do you reckon ladies think he's sexy? Yeah, he's big, big guy. I reckon big, he'd sexy man. Be sexy up in the Gold Coast for I sure. I bet he gets. I bet he gets heaps of roots. Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> so just a few things, really quick. Please. Um, please. So, yeah, I've got a little source up in the Gold Coast who says that they are fit. They are so fit. Jordan he says Murdoch. that it, it could be, it could or could not be Jordan Murdoch. He we, said we that. Uh, Ex-Gold ex, ex Coast star uh, Jordan Murdoch, who uh, yeah, we know is a Donna fan. Yeah, friend of the pod. Mm. And um, if they're not fit, then something's wrong because in the fourth quarters they are looking out of it slow, lethargic, the effort's not there. Not from all the players, like Matt Rowell and a few others. It was really awesome to see oh, gave man, effort, effort for every quarter. But if they are fit and they can run out games, then why aren't they? Mm. And then it goes to the mental and it goes to the giving a fuck and all that sort of stuff, which is a huge worry, and I really hope they can work that out. Secondly, our defence is just too poor. Like, how is... Langford kicking four on us. That's what I want to know, mate. Charlie That's Ballard bad. really lowered his 
lowered his colours. Um, I think Sam Collins is one of the most underrated players in the competition, but he had nine intercepts when he's not an intercept player. He's a shutdown defender. I just think our defence is just... I think bad teams are going to kick big scores on Gold Coast. That's all I'm going to say. Very weird start to the year for you guys. I expect a lot more and I'm very disappointed and they should have a red hot think about themselves. Similarly to Greater Western Sydney, who are pissing me off, uh, beaten by West Coast, who are whatever West Coast are. They kicked 14-16 for a perfect century, 100, to Greater Western Sydney's 11-15-81. Waterman, four. Cripps, three goals. Toby Green with four goals and Jesse Hogan, three. So... Um, I reckon they're gonna. I reckon they're gonna stick around longer than people think. But um, what a bummer! Yeah, I really believed in GWS, and they just didn't look quite up to it yesterday. An exciting weekend of football. I'm excited to see what happens next week. We'll be back on Thursday to talk about the tipping. We have an interview now with a man called Sam Lingham. Now he may be familiar to some of you and not to others of you. I can genuinely hear Sam's plane taking. <laughs> Sam's leaving where I am now on a plane, and I can hear the plane, I reckon. See you, Sam. Uh, I'm in Denmark, and he's here with me, and he had a flight to Dublin tonight, and I reckon I heard him fly away as I mentioned him. We did an interview with Sam Lingham earlier. He is uh, the head writer of Auntie Donna. You may know him from Auntie Donna. He is (laughs) in often, whenever we need a fourth man, it's him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's one of the nicest boys, and he's probably, out of all of us, probably the best footballer. <laughs> yeah, uh, easily. I used to train with him occasionally. <laughs> yeah, he's genuinely quite – he hates football, though, and just likes to write and read fantasy novels. But he hasn't thought about football for a very long time, but we thought we'd get him in and have a yarn because a lot of people overseas are listening to this podcast and don't know what the fuck we're talking about. So we brought Sam on to talk about what football is. So we'll throw to that now. Enjoy. Our first inaugural guest on the Auntie Donna podcast is... Frogman. It's interesting. Have Would you, for your first guest on a podcast trying to get listeners, would you get a football player? Would you get a famous person? No. We've gone a friend of the podcast, a friend... We've known him since university. Mm. He's from a small town called Rapanya, which is known for its wheat and barley... And chickpea distribution? Um, pulses. <laughs> pulses. Uh, so what? name some pulse, pulses. So chickpeas. I said that. Lentils. I think I said that. Beans, the broad category of beans, you know, from broad to father. Mm. It's just about an hour out of Horsham. Yeah. Uh, salt of the earth bloke. Mm. He's the, the, the head writer at Auntie Donna. He head wrote a TV show. Uh, that is coming out in a few weeks called Auntie Donna's Coffee Cafe. Uh, please welcome Sam Lingham. Uh, it's an honour to be here. Tonight. Sam, you love the pill. Yeah. You've played a bit of footy. Um, just before we, we dive in, as a friend, uh, I just want to point out that you did say the first guest on the Auntie Donna podcast. Yeah, I thought you were doing it as a bit. That's why I said frogman. Well, that's why you get a nice friend in. Because they're like, that's okay, that's really nice. And they'll just point that out in a friendly way. Do I keep it? Oh, it's too late now. Yeah, it was like guess, 20 minutes yeah, ago. That's true. All right, yeah, well, I meant the footy podcast. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you. It's an honour to Fuck be Fuckhead. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, now, Sam, you love footy. Yeah, it, I like the game. Yeah, like, I, like I, 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 I don't watch it anymore. I don't go anymore. 
but I did play and I did I did used to um, watch watch the football. But even then, you always preferred to play than to watch. Oh yes. yes, yes, always a fan. Um, no, I did I did go to a, a football game last year. Name a football player. Um, I just thought of the bad man. That's what I thought. <laughs> of. I don't want to say his name. You can fill that in with whoever you want that to be. Just a generic um, bad man. Uh, David Teague. Oh yeah, the, he was yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, he played for North Melbourne and then Carlton. Yeah, he won. And then the, he coached Carlton. He won. The, he won a best and fairest at Carlton in our in our worst year, I think. Yeah. All right. Now, Sam, I wanted to bring you in because you love footy, and we've had a little bit of feedback from people overseas who are potentially fans of Auntie Donna, but have never watched football before. And they asked, could you give us a quick rundown of what the game of football is? And I thought that could be a fun thing to very quickly go through. All the uh, minutiae, and I love it to be up to date as well. So the details more recently of the evolution of football, a basic background of how it began and uh, take us through that. So I believe it started as a warm-up or a game to keep our cricketers fit over winter. Correct. Yeah. Um, I was in a small town the other day that said the hometown of Australian football. Oh, really? It said the birthplace. Sunshine. Sun, sun, sunshine. Nah, I think it maybe like Moiston or something. I drove through and I'm like. Moiston? Like some town. Moist up, town. It, like it was, it was small enough that I was like, I don't believe this. Yeah, Moiston <laughs> is the self-proclaimed birthplace of Aussie rules football based on its connection to the sports founder Tom Wills who grew up in the area in the 1840s and according to some played Mangrook with the indigenous people of the area. Tom Wills is a contentious uh, person now because there's suggestions he took it from the locals playing Mangrook. Okay. Uh, but yes, that's you know historians are still figuring out you know all the all of that stuff. But yeah, it's, yeah, okay. Where is Moiston? Uh, it's in Victoria. <laughs> it's just a small town. I was driving through that. I was like, I don't understand why when it's the grand final we don't cut to Moiston. <laughs> you ever been to Moist Town? I drove through it. But you know what I mean. I'm not going to dignify that <laughs> with an answer. All right. Uh, all right. Then what happened? And then it evolved. It. I, I mean, it's a very at its core, it's a, it's a really simple game. It's like you get your ball up your end and we you get having a go at me? No. You get your ball up your end. No, but it's like one of those games where it's like get the ball in your goal. Yeah. And that's what it is. And, and footy, I think it's freer than a lot of other games. Like you just kind of have to run and that's get it That's good up for there. Americans will like to hear that because they like yeah. freedom. But it's a 360 nature, Sam. Like a lot of... Uh, other games like rugby, you know, you, it's all about moving forward where AFL is a 360 game. Yeah, and then there's some rules in there. Like, basically, it's like get it up there and then over time they're like, well, we can't just have people running around the whole time. Mm. So that your impediments are that you have to bounce the ball every sort of 10 metres, roughly. You have to put it on the ground. But that sounds pretty easy because it's like a basketball, yeah? No, no, it's an, it's an oval shape, oh. like, like a rugby ball. See what I like did the there? pill. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, if you catch the ball... So if it comes off someone's foot and travels a certain distance and you catch it, you can stop play uh, and then you can get a free kick almost. You yes. can do that. And yes. then the other, the, the major other impediments are basically how do we stop these men killing each other? <laughs> and that's right. women now. That's people as well. It's yeah, all like, anyone. Our, our rules are like don't push them in the back, don't hit them in the head, don't kick people in the face. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's every other rule that I think most rules in football stem from don't kill the other person. And when does the specky come into it? Well, the specky um, is 
is they're like, this is a really cool thing we can do is where you can jump on someone else's back. <laughs> yeah. But you're not allowed to touch their back with yeah. your hands. Yeah. You just have to oh, jump yeah. and your, your knees have to go into the top of their back, not their head. Mm. You can't really hurt them. That could be your... Often it's your own teammate who you're jumping onto. Yeah, correct. And then you're sort of using them to get leverage to get really high and catch the ball. And it's a really specific set of requirements where you can do that without killing the other person. And it's so exciting that everyone's like, let's just keep that in. That's right. And when did you fall out of love with the game? <laughs> when I fell in love with the boards, uh, treading the boards. At uh, the, you became a theatre boy. <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. It, it, was, it was all good, I think. What but, was your best game you ever played? Um, I... I think that the best one we were... So I played reserves, sort of Panya Panthers. And what is reserves? Um, so the seniors is the good team and reserves is like the not good team, if that makes sense. Yes. The seconds. The I seconds. the reserves. Yeah. Yes. Um, and we got to the preliminary final. Um, and, and, and I knew this was going to be my last proper game. Right. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to play as well as I can here. Um, and, and in a game where we probably should have got steamrolled, I think there was maybe three or four of us who were like able to play and, and hold up our end of the did team. You, did you count your stats as you played, or you just, you, you were you were in it? I was just in it. I was it was one of those days where the ball like it was just doing what I wanted it to do. It would bounce up mm. into my hands. It would just go where you wanted. The luck I, I could bounce. run. Mm. Would you say the footy god was with you that day? Yeah. Well, I, I was like, okay, this is the end. Like I'm done now. Yeah. This will be the last game. Let's just leave everything out here. So it was you were in almost football palliative care. Hospice. <laughs> uh, no, like, no, because palliative care, I think they're really sick and dying. But in a, so in a, in, in a football sense. In a football sense? Yeah. No, no, because I wasn't sick and dying. I was just like, I'm just, you know, but, I don't want to do this anymore. But you're about to, foot, you're about to football die. Yeah, I guess so. And I, then, and I, then think, I did play in it, like, and then the next few years I went back and I would fill in occasionally the next right, couple so, of years, and yeah. those would be awful games. So you I, came back to life, metaphorically, and then I was That was palliative care I think Is me <laughs> not training right. Rocking up on Saturday And then being like We're short Yeah Can you fill in Talk to me a little bit About the, the liniment And the goanna oils And the smell of the deep heat um, Deep heat is the predominant smell Of the football <laughs> It's sort of like Is it a menthol? Is that the sort of smell? I guess so I There's don't like know a, I don't remember It's like a I've burning, just been saying liniment a lot It's a spice it's like a, a spicy mint that cuts into you, like it burns your nostril hairs. And talk to me about the smell of the fresh cut grass. I love the smell of the fresh cut grass. I, that's the one thing I miss. Sometimes I look at an oval and I'm like, it'd be great to just be out there running down the wing. Yeah. Mm. Like, just. And who's your tip this year for the flag? Um, I don't know. <laughs> like, I just. I think Carlton, your team, is going to do very well this year, Sam. Okay. And what really about, they got a few injuries as we saw this weekend mm. as well for a few people to come back. But also, Sam, who's your tip for the wooden spoon? Um, the tip for the wooden spoon? Yeah, um, I'll, I'll, I'll say the Melbourne Demons. See, you see that? It's really... He just revealed that you actually don't know what you're talking about. No, no talking I, about. I, I said that. If you had to ask me, do I know what I'm talking about? I would have said no. A lot of people listening now are going, oh, geez, I'm not going to listen to Sam for my recommendations. I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, and I'm saying that too. <laughs> yeah, but like I, I would have been very forthcoming with that fact if you'd asked. To think that Melbourne would finish Wooden Spoon is crazy. I just said that because you barracked for Melbourne. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. And you got them on your laptop there. So if, you, if an American was to walk up to you, and they'll have a lot of guns, because Americans love guns, right? Yeah. 
and they said they pulled out one of their guns and they yeah. said they put it, put it to your face, all right, and they pulled the hammer back and they're like, yeah, what's footy in a paragraph? What would you say? Well, I think I would say what I just said before. I don't no, think the context of a gun would change things particularly. Like, but it's a, a paragraph's less. You know, you got to say it quick, or they're going to pull the trigger and shoot you in the face. It's two teams of people who can run anywhere on the field, and they've each got to get the ball in the goal that they're in, and they get six points. Yeah, sure, you get points. Yeah. I don't think the points matter in a oh, paragraph. Rough. Like, you just got to get more goals. Yeah, yeah. Well, there it is, Sam Lingham. Anything you want to plug? Um, my friend Broden has a new podcast with his friend Tom called The Footy. This is actually the perfect place to promote that because if they're listening to this, there's a good chance this is the kind of person who would like this podcast. Yeah, correct. Um, anything else? Just ge- like ge- generally? No, yeah. I'm, I'm all right. Thanks. I don't, you yeah, know, I'm good. Um, please plug something. Plug something, please. Plug something. Um, plug the Rapanya Panthers. The Rapanya Panthers. So yeah. actually the seniors won... The flag last year. Right. Shout out, uh, Rapanya Panthers. Well done. I didn't watch a game that year. I have a um, lot of questions about I watch the Rapanya Panthers that I'll ask you another time. Hey, ask him now. Pod. I'll ask him now? Yeah. What was it like? What did it mean to what the, the community? Colors? I mean, <laughs> the colours. Yeah. So, uh, red and blue. So, it's like... Oh, I love like that. The D's. That's, now you're speaking my language. It's a blue jumper with a red, a thick red stripe down the middle. Well, I don't like that. So the community of Rapanya is quite small, right? So in my mind, yep. it's sort of the footy would be an event that did really bring everyone together, oh, yay ab- or nay. Absolutely. Like you don't really, when it's winter, um, like you just, you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to training Tuesday, I'm going to training Thursday, and after that I'm going to the pub to yeah. have a, a, a snitzel yeah. and, and hear the teams read out. Yeah. And then on Saturday I'm going to the football, that's where I'm at. all day, I'm just hanging out, and then after that there'll be drinks somewhere. Yeah. And like that's... That's the core of your social life. Yeah, that's your You don't community. have to think yeah. about too much other than just doing that and you have a great time and then there's other stuff around that. So country life sounds pretty uh, perfect with no issues then. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I would say. <laughs> How much land do you use? Your, is your family uh, farm on? Uh, about like 800 acres. Yeah. What did you suggest your parents should grow? Uh, <laughs> do you want to get into this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so they're food technologists. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, if they were to legalise marijuana in Australia, I was like, they could end-to-end that. They could literally, like, grow the stuff, harvest it, and then turn that into edibles. Yeah, and you'd have a built-in, you know, people to sell it to with the Auntie Donna fence. (laughs) With the Auntie Donna fence. I was like, I guess so. Auntie Donna weed. (laughs) We'd be rich. We'd be so rich. Um, But back to the footy. Yeah. What do you love about the game? I like I like the freedom. I should have prepared. It. I like how no. I, I I think I I think I most enjoy is in a really good game. If you don't love it, you can say that as well. No, I, I love watching great games of football. Yeah. Like the last grand final I watched was awful. It was an awful yeah, game. What was that? The grand final. What was the last Sydney one? and Geelong? Oh, so you should have said the last grand final. I thought you said the last time I watched a grand final. So I could have been yeah. No, the nineteen eighty nine. I said the wrong thing. <laughs> it was a bad match of football. But I think when it's really good. Um, the rhythms of it, I think, are really interesting. Mm. How a game's ebb and flow, how people get on a hot streak and they're like, and then the game is back at the center and the ball is off again and it's off again. And it, uh, no, I do like that. I like that footy. Uh, I watch a lot of American sport as well, and it is uh, free of the slowed down nature and the the interstitial 
nature that uh, American sport has been made to show you lots of commercial breaks and yeah. AFL is kind of almost free of that. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. It's also to its detriment as well because it means it's less profitable, which means places like Channel 7 have less money to make TV, more content around it, more TV shows. Uh, and that's why a lot of it is now behind a paywall, I would say, and why Fox Footy has taken over so much of it because uh, the money is in paywall. Mm. That's my hot take. And what do you think of the streaming networks and the goliaths of streaming and, and how we're moving? I was just, I just said before, like, I made a show for Netflix. Me and too. I still have to pay for my account. That was really <laughs> shitty that they never gave us a free $10 account. Just give me like, just be like, hey, here you go. Sign up. That's fine. Stan give you a free one apparently. Yeah. yeah. ABC, iView give you a free one too. Well, it's free mm. to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. That's the difference between Netflix and ABC. That's the, the only one. That's the only one. <laughs> Sam, did you want to plug anything? Uh, yeah, so my friend uh, Broden Kelly has a, a new podcast. Thank you for his friend, Tom. Thank you, thank you for that. I appreciate yeah. it. Uh, thank you, Sam, for coming on. No worries. Pleasure to be here. Get around the boys. Go rep- and if you want to, can you become a member of the Repanyet Panthers? Uh, yeah, you absolutely can. Do you? Do you want to? Here's the best bit about the Repanyet Panthers. Right, here we go. I'm going to sing you the theme song. <laughs> All right. All right, great. Yeah, just close us out. And it's the Repugnant Football Netball Club, yeah? Yes. We don't, don't mention netball, though. It's not this show. <laughs> That's all right. It's a great community uh, <laughs> engaging thing, football and netball. Um, At the moment, uh, well, maybe the season. Oh, no. The ladder, when I go to the website, Sam, the ladder is from 2021. <laughs> that makes sense. Just a couple of years. No one's updated the ladder. So you really had to go to the pub to hear if you were getting a game on the weekend? You didn't have to. You, that's where they would announce the teams. <laughs> that's so much fun. At the pub. And then they would hang them up on the notice board. That's and so then great. so you would just roll into town. Like as a kid, because they wouldn't do it at the pub, you'd just roll in Friday or yeah. Saturday and you'd look at the notice board and see what position. See, this is something from an Australian film that I never experienced. Yeah. Like, this is like <laughs> fantasy to me. I love it. I love all that stuff. I think they have apps now. Yeah, that's why I'm looking at the app now. So when I click through to the team app, Sam, yeah. where I'll tell you what it says. Access to Rapanya. Panthers teamapp.com was denied. Yeah, so I think you need to be a player to get that. Yeah. But I can't even open the, the, the program that opens the app. And the, the players and the sense of community is so important that you might be sponsored to drive home and play football games. Is that true, Sam? Uh, yeah, so, so there are paid players, certainly. So, so like the a, butcher might sponsor a player to come I mean, and play? Not specifically not direct. that. It, like, all, people will sponsor the football club yep. and then uh, the football club will pay players. So we had a bunch, I think, from Darwin playing for the past few years who yeah, come right. down for the key games in the off-season yep. and come down and play. And then some people would get maybe fuel covered. Other players, they'd be like, they might be like, move over here, we'll get you a job. Yeah. You know, yeah. like yeah. someone will have a job. Here's a car you can drive. Like they yeah. have a couple of cars and here's a fuel card. And we'll pay so you awesome. to play. That's so cool. I, I think it's, I don't know. I'm not as far as sense of community goes, it sounds interesting. I'm sure there's other issues and that I haven't thought of, but. I think yeah. like the reserves was more the community because that's right. just that's, the people who want to play. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And who yeah, are yeah, consistently yeah. there every week. So I think uh, not as good players, obviously. Yeah. Um, but for me, that was always the more enjoyable experience was, was playing with the people who just, you just hang out and play footy. Cause yeah, you yeah, play yeah. Footy. Like, Sam, I'm going to sing along to the Repugnant theme song <laughs> with you. I found the lyrics okay. and I know the melody. Okay. Uh, thank you, Sam, for coming on. Here is the Repugnant Panthers theme song. You ready? Oh. 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 
come on boys, make a noise We're the Red Hot Savaloys, we are the boys from R.U.P. With the football we are handy, we're always slick and dandy So take this tip from me, from me You can train all your locals and train them to the top But the Rupp boys are coming, they're coming on a hop Any plum, any put, are the Rupp boys any good? We are the boys from R.U.P. That's good. Red I like it says pubs. And any plum, any pud. <laughs> Two references to a f- like food. Are the Rupp boys any good? We are the. Boys. That's really good. They should. There should be a theme song that's to the Road to Gundagai. It's a great Aussie little song. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Sammy. See you, Sam. To it. And that's this week's episode of the Footy with Broden Kelly. What a fun week of football. Sam's the best boy in the world. We love Sam. Listen to his podcast, Margaret Moves to Mars, or watch anything Auntie Donna, and that will be supporting him. Uh, uh, we'll see you on Thursday for the tips and for all the other news that's happened this week. Uh, Tom, any thoughts from you? No, I just want you all to have a really great, awesome week. Then let's bounce that pill. Listener.